The following podcast is intended for mature audiences. It may contain swearing, offensive jokes, and occasional violence. Please listen at your own risk. So my son and I have been kind of on a movie marathon kick lately. Um, he's at that age, he's 14 years old, and um, he wants to start watching some of the movies that, you know, dad likes. So he's moved past his Marvel superhero movies to stuff a little bit more twisted. So naturally, when he comes to me with this, I was like, well, let's let's start with a classic. Are you peeking at my sheet? No, it, I was looking to get something on your shorts. Oh, That's I might. What I was looking to see on the other side. Is it a wet spot? It looks like it. Yeah, it probably Uh-oh. is. <laughs> I was eating teriyaki noodles before this, and oh. they were very messy. Okay. Um, I digress. So we uh, naturally start with the cult classic Pulp Fiction, and uh, he actually really liked it. So that led us down a path of um, Quentin Tarantino movies. We did a little Quentin Tarantino mini movie marathon. Haven't quite finished it yet, but um, but yeah, that's kind of where we are. Which leads me to a joke. So uh, there's a theme to these jokes, and I promise I'm not poking fun at anything, but we have a, we have a story later that's going to tie into this theme. And um, after I tell the first joke, I will relay what the second part of the theme is. So what makes watching a Quentin Tarantino movie look like a Disney flick? No? Seeing that video in childbirth class one more time. You guys ever see that video? Mm-mm. No? You guys never saw the childbirth video? Mm-mm. You've seen real childbirth, though, right? Yes. Yeah. Yes. It's pretty awesome, wasn't it? It's pretty, yeah, it's pretty wild. Nobody laughed at that joke. That's okay. They I, get better. I didn't get it. Sorry. What do you mean you didn't get it? You never saw the... Okay. <clears throat> have you ever seen childbirth? Yeah, I've seen a video of childbirth. Okay. Yes. Well, have you ever seen a... Quentin? Forget it. I'm not going to Yeah, yeah. Quentin okay, Tarantino okay. really violent. Yes. I've never anyway, seen it. Anyway, so Eric um, just had a baby, our assistant manager. His mom's watching. Actually, he did not have a baby. His uh, wife had a baby, but... um. That is the second staff member, I think, that's had a baby. So Tyler had one, and now Eric. Okay, since that didn't make you guys laugh, i got a couple more for you. These are all pregnancy-related. The stork is the bird that helps deliver babies. What bird helps prevent pregnancy? I know that one. (laughs) What is it? It's a swallow. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, that's a good one. That was probably the best one. I probably should have saved that. (laughs) Don't know the answer. You don't have to study for a pregnancy test, but I've heard there's a lot of cramming that goes on before the exam. Yeah. (laughs) Man, you're on a roll over here. Uh, Do you ever go to Lamaze class? No, we never did that. We didn't. I was like, hey, we're just going to go to the hospital and push this baby out. Yeah, I had to. Back then, I had to take these classes so I could be in the delivery room. It's All like right. none of the stuff they... Yeah. I got two Go more ahead. for you. What do a pregnant woman and a burned cake have in common? You should have taken it out earlier. And lastly, the man-hating joke. What would be different if men were the ones who got pregnant? <laughs> they would be handicapped. Yes. Maternity leave would last for two years with full pay and morning sickness would rank as the nation's number one health problem. Yep, yep. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, I want to welcome you to episode 57 of Tide Out Iguana's official podcast, TDI Live. I'm Matt. And I'm Bill. I'm Heather. And I'm Stephanie. And you are listening to Tide Out Iguana's official podcast. I just said that. TDI Live. What in the world is new in Tide Out Iguana? Well, we just came off of NARBC St. Louis. It was this last weekend. Um, we've never vended in NARBC before. Um, it typically takes place in Tinley Park, Arlington, and I always forget where it happens in California because we don't go out Anaheim. there. Anaheim. Anaheim, thank you. Um, Disneyland. <laughs> it doesn't take place at Disneyland. Probably. I know. Fail. But that's where Disneyland is. Um, Disneyland's in Anaheim. NARBC is, in my opinion, the largest animal reptile or I guess I should just say reptile show. It's definitely 
nowhere even remotely close to one of the largest trade shows in the country. Super yeah. Zoo, Global, um, Interzoo, I mean, all of that dwarfs NARBC. It's a drop in the bucket. But if you're used to, like, your typical reptile show scene, you know, where you go and buy your animals and whatnot, um, NARBC is definitely it. Um, in my typically. opinion, what's that? Typically. Typically, yeah. Um, you know, as far as, like, size goes. I mean, it's a very, very large show. And you can find more of the unusual stuff there. Yeah, it's just big. Um, yeah. I mean, uh, it's just it's a huge show. I mean, that's I really all it is. I don't know how many vendors were there. Did, they, did you... I didn't really leave the booth much. Yeah. Um, so we did vend um, this last weekend. Um, we had fun. It, uh, you know, the the foot traffic wasn't where we hoped it would be, but that seems to be kind of a common theme right now, um, especially with COVID. It's just, you know, it's really kind of screwed stuff up. But at the end of the day, it was a good experience. We had a ton of product left over, left over, which for some would be a curse, but for us that's a good thing because we haven't been able to get glass. And I have directly behind Bill eight pallets of glass. Yes. So we will actually have enough glass for the Show Me Snakes show this weekend, which, by the way, has moved. It is in Moscow Mills, Missouri. And, Mickey, if you're watching, you can put the details in there. I believe it's the Tri-County Sportsplex is what um, it's called. Yes, it's on Saturday farther. the 12th. Yeah, Saturday, and it's on Saturday the 12th. Um, like I said, Mickey, if you're watching, go ahead and drop the details in the comments for anyone that's curious. So it did have to move. It's normally Sunday at the Machinist Hall, but uh, St. Louis County dropped some last-minute restrictions, and the Machinist Hall pulled the plug on the event. So Mickey, being the forward thinker that he is, um, moved it. So I know some people are upset about it being moved, but what you all need to understand is your choice was no-show or a modified date and location. So to all you guys out there, you know what? I'm going to go out. Here's my soapbox. I'm going to piss some people off. Uh -oh. To all you assholes out there that are pissing and moaning about the Show Me Snakes show being moved, dear God, I took off work. Wah, 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 wah. Like, get over it, people. Like, so, okay, you took off work on Sunday, and so now you can't go to it on Sunday or on Saturday? Well, guess what? If Mickey didn't move it, you wouldn't go on Sunday anyway because it would be freaking canceled. So <laughs> shut that hole on the front of your skull, and let's let us all move on and do what we do. And there is one person in particular I'm thinking of, but I will not name yes. the name. But this bee needs to be slapped across her face. Moving on. What else is new in the world of Tide Out Iguana? Um, I think that's actually it. We did get some new product in. We got the, um, what do they call them, dragon bonsai trees. This yeah. is a new product from ZooMed. Now, this is a really cool um, manufactured piece of wood um it's it's branded for aquariums but would work fantastic in uh, reptile cages uh, you can see it on our website again it's called dragon bonsai wood or dragon bonsai tree what is it um, look up dragon bonsai and you'll find it yeah now I've... here's the deal with this this is why this is so cool um upon talking to zoomed they got one pallet of each size in that got distributed nationally and that was it they're now having production issues with it. So it's been rescinded as a new item from ZooMed. They're almost pretending like it didn't happen. So what we have is it. You're never going to see it again. Well, I'm not going to say you're never going to see it again, but it's going to be a you're hot minute. You're not going to see it for a while. You're not going to see it for a while, especially if they've even rescinded it as a new product. Exactly. Um, it might not be worth it. They might just say, hey, that's... Well, it's expensive. There's three yeah, different sizes. Yeah. What are I think they're... 40 75 and a hundred dollars mm -hmm. um if you saw them at nerbc and liked them and didn't buy them sucks to be you because they were listed very inexpensively out there oh, yeah. like damn near below cost that. oh yeah way cheaper <laughs> than that yeah my uh, zoom ed rep yeah my zoom ed rep i got in my case about it he's like what are you doing selling them that cheap and i was like well it's the show you know so it's amazing to me at these reptile shows how how some people are like at the, uh, NARBC, we were selling glass less than $10 above cost. And you still have people that are like, what kind of deal can you give me? I'm like, dude, really? And they're like, well, and one, one person's like, well, I can get it cheaper elsewhere. I'm like, you can't get anything no, cheaper. It's like, can't. you can't even Let get go. the glass anywhere. Yeah. yeah, first of all, you can't go get ahead. it. Second of all, you're not going to find it cheaper because this is as cheap as it gets, people. That's where you tell them, go ahead, get it from We there. had that happen last week. We had some guy call us. I'm going to risk the, this guy listening, but I think it's worth pointing out because this is what a retard he was. He calls and he says, hey, I need a price on a pallet of ocean-forced soil. I can't get it anywhere. I haven't been able to get it in months. So we give him a price, and he goes, well, that's too expensive. I can get, to I can get it delivered to my door for cheaper than that. No, and I'm like, can't. well, what? hold on a minute, sir. You Didn't just you said. just say that you can't get it anywhere and you haven't got it for months? Yeah. You know, but then you want to sit here and argue with me about the price. Like, don't ask. You know, if you don't like it, then that's it. You just say, hey, the price doesn't work. But don't sit here and play like you can get it elsewhere when it doesn't exist. It's called supply and demand, people. Yeah, pay for freight and see how much that's Yeah, exactly. Cost you. I know yeah. what it, yeah. A pallet of dirt ain't cheap to ship. No. It's about 3,000 pounds. Yep. And they're always stacked all cattywampus. And and if you live in a neighborhood, that truck's not going to get in. No. Nope. You're, you're going to have to meet them at a shopping mall or a parking lot and then you're gonna have mall. to 
then you're going to have to deliver that back to your yeah, house. Yeah, 75 bags of dirt. Yeah. Good luck with that. Um, anyway, off my soapbox now. Done talking about dumb people. But everybody that's listening can relate to dumb people. We've all encountered them every single day. I mean... Yeah, there was a vendor at NARBC. They were trying to sell a male, mature male rose hair as a female for like 250 bucks. Did he have his hooks and everything? Yes. Did you say something to him? No, no. I was like, We had a guy at a show in Paducah that had a skin and bone yellow Saharan Euromastix that was hung like a freaking bull. Sorry, caught my mouth. And he sells it as a female Molly. And I'm like, first of all, that's a yellow Saharan. (laughs) Second of all, like... This dude looks like he just came from the stud farm. He's so hung. I mean, yeah. come on. Like, how do you mess that up? The, the guy that was sexing it, I don't think, has ever seen a penis before. So. Well, they and, get, uh, like, male euros, as they get older, they get, like, those, like, where their glands are on their, yeah. on their legs. They get, yeah. looks like spaghetti. Yeah. Yeah, our, our freaking, <laughs> Don't talk about my reproductive organ that yeah, way. <laughs> well, it's not really a reproductive organ. It's, yeah, they, it's they, they use it to scent. Yeah, they it's a Mark the, yeah. like, the rocks spaghetti. and stuff. Euromastic but that's what it spaghetti. Like. Eric's yeah, watching us. Eric's, congratulations, Eric. Eric's watching. Eric, we uh, we told some pregnancy jokes at the beginning of this. You should listen. You should go back and rewatch it. If you would have bought those isopods, I would have paid you for them. <laughs> if you couldn't have kept them. Oh. <laughs> um. So anyway, I think that's all that's new in the world of Tide. I we don't have any other new product. Um. We do have glass, a lot of it. So if you've been waiting for tanks, come get them. I know the seventy-five gallon Repto Habitat Deluxes. We got five of them in on Friday, and there's one left. Yes. And it'll be months before we get more of them so if you've been waiting for one of those we do a 40 breeder uh, repta habitats in and i have some 20 long repta habitats coming friday so that's kind of it all right oh i want to say just say something eric i got reimbursed for those isopods that came up missing so they reimbursed me for they reimbursed me 175 so good vendors out of narbc no one was no one was being a d-hole so very very that was nice very good all right. Well, uh, Heather is fidgeting away over here, getting ready yes. to tell her story. So, uh, it's Heather? A, it's a fun story. You know, I was so excited to tell her to, that we wanted to do this today. Yeah, everybody has been bombarded. Hey, did you share this on our Facebook? Not the yet. Post? Not, not yet, so we can talk about it first and oh, afterwards. Oh, oh, it's a surprise. Oh. It's a surprise. All right, ladies and gentlemen, now it's time for Heather's favorite segment of the show. <laughs> Reptile News. All right, let's hear it, Heather. All right, so this is actually a local story at our local zoo, the St. Louis Zoo. The you know that uh, a smile. She can't talk without uh, smiling. Shut up. <laughs> anyway, okay, so you know how we've always talked about how they have like the oldest ball python like in zoo in captivity there. Well, this this ball python decided to randomly lay a clutch of fertile eggs, and the thing is, it hasn't been with a male for over fifteen years. I don't have a pregnancy joke to go along with that. Fifteen years of celibacy, and then you end up pregnant. Yeah. So either, that snake sat on a dirty sock. So either one, they think that um, they have delayed fertilization, where they Jesus, can actually like 15 hold. Years. That's what yeah. they're saying. They're saying that some, you know species will hold sperm for sperm a while but they so they haven't years, really heard though. of 15 years but yeah. they said it's possible yeah. and then the other possibility is parthenogenesis we talked about this one time on the podcast yeah. where a female uh reptile can just give birth to little clones of herself so well that's a that's a real thing haven't you heard yeah. of uh, yes. mother mary mm. yes she was a virgin and she had baby Jesus. She was parthenogenic. Let's not, let's, let's not get into religion. Please. I'm not getting into religion. I'm giving you an example of okay. a human being having a baby without fertilization. Okay. okay. I see Bill. He's getting ready to No, I'm me. fine. Except I mean, that parthenogenesis right. results in all female babies. So yes. Yeah, they said they're going to do some tests. How do we know Jesus was really a man? How do we know? He didn't anyway, have kids. Anyway, they're going to do gen- Maybe Jesus genetic was trans. tests. I don't oh, know. Maybe. Think about that. What? Maybe Jesus was really a woman that identified as a man. Okay. I mean, come on, it was 0 BC, a very progressive time. Oh, yes, very progressive. Yeah. All right, anyway, continue. Okay, so <laughs> somehow they're going to send in some DNA samples. I guess they can get that from, ins- I don't know how they get that from an egg. Stick a needle in its eye? I don't know. The eye of the I egg. So the these, these eggs are, are going to hatch? I saw a picture. Hatch? They look yes. good. Yeah, They're like uh-huh. big and white. And- yeah. The, well, the don't they just snake wait was until curled around them. I guess they're sending it off. Like they're so huh. they're doing it like now. they want to do it now, so they know what they're gonna get. Maybe so. somebody smuggled in a ball python and paired it, and then got it out of there. 
You ever think about that? Yeah. Well, they'll yeah. find out when, if they, yes. if all the babies test female well, and all have this it. and have the same like identical they'll identical. Just be like, man, this thing held on to sperm for fifteen years. Yeah. yeah. So either way, it's going to be an amazing story. Either way, because yeah, that's so a long time. We're going to sh- happen before there, and they they did. Have Oh, I don't uh, remember. Yeah, I don't think maybe, so. Okay, maybe that was some other zoo. I think it was New a York, python. there was a snake, but I don't remember which one it was. You know, because I think yeah. the other story I heard, it was about the same age. Um, maybe not quite as old, but they ended up having viable Yeah, this young. ball python's over 50 years old. Yeah. I'm not sure how old it is. I always get a different See, number all the time. I was saying it was over 50 years old 10 years ago, but I yeah, guess it could have yeah. been over 50. Well, no, I, yeah, think, I think they it's, got it was like in the early 60s, 60s yeah. and it was an adult then, so they don't really know how old it was. So um, they're just saying over 50, caught. I guess. Well, that yeah. makes, it's obviously over 50 if they yeah. got it in the yeah. 60s. So. Over 60, I yeah. guess. <laughs> well, now it's over 60. Yeah. It's like saying I'm over 10. Does anyone want to play with my Wiggly Giggler? No, I don't need to play the Wiggly Giggler. So, yeah. This no, is I really just, neat. Yeah, it's cool that it's like at our zoo, you know. Yeah. Our zoo is special. Yeah, we so, got one of the top zoos in the country. Yep. I've heard that story. And it's yes. free. Yeah, one of the few. Except now you free. have to make a reservation to go wear a mask outside in the 100-degree sweltering St. Louis uh, misery heat. Well if, you, well, if you choose to go during a cooler season, then it's nice. Because I went there with a mask and it was just fine. Yeah. yeah. You went in the middle of summer, too. Yeah. Exactly. Well, you are really white. You repel heat. I'm much browner than you. I absorb heat. <laughs> I used it was to go, fine. You just got to know how to, like, I don't know. Repel the heat. Work it. How to we, work uh, it. Show me how to work it, Heather. I used to... I'm dancing. I used to go... When I used to go to the zoo, I would go in the dead of winter because nobody was there. And I could just take my time and do and this. Just be and Bill, and all I the animals there, are gone but the polar bear. <laughs> yeah, the, I went up there one we time. Went to the it wild was, bites, it yeah. was sun. It was Christmas Day, and it was snowing. And I was like, "I'm going to the zoo." They were open on Christmas did, Day. Yeah, they're open. Did, they're open did, every did they day. let the really? penguins yeah. run around? Easter once, yeah. I remember. Huh. Well, uh, we took the kids. They let the penguins run around in the zoo when it snows. Did yeah. you see that they're getting rid of the children's museum? The children's, children's zoo. zoo. They're real. Yeah, I didn't mean the children's Well, they're getting rid of it now, putting a dinosaur thing while they figure out how they're going to redesign the children's zoo, I think. Huh. I think that's they're the deal. They're getting rid of it. That was one of my favorite ones. There's, they're going to re- the redo the area. The, all kinds of different stuff in there. Yeah, everybody's mad about it. I'm not mad yeah. about it, Heather. Don't lump me in. Most people are mad about there it. There we go. There yeah. we go. What about the, do they still have the insectarium? Yeah, that's that different. That's okay. different, separate from the children's yeah. zoo. That's where the insects. Well, they go to have party. closed the children's zoo for renovation before in the past. A few. Just going to be a total rehaul. Yeah, rehaul. It's going to take a long time. Overhaul. Yeah. Overhaul. That's what I meant. I like rehaul though. That's a good word. We should start using it. It's like I'm rehauling my load to the next reptile show this weekend. Yeah, it was a quick turnaround. Mm-hmm. Dude, that yeah, it was. We got back Sunday evening. Monday, we digested everything and flipped all the inventory around and reloaded shelves today. on Monday. Yeah. Tagged and did everything. And we're ready to go. Yeah. We packed up this morning. So, all right. So, uh, um, Heather is going to share this Facebook story to our feed today, right? Yeah, I can. Same, yeah, okay. I can throw it up right after the podcast. She's going to throw I'm up gonna, after the podcast. Uh, yeah, I realized what I said. That's all right, Heather. After I said That's, it. I, I mean, you can throw up. I'm going to throw, throw it up on it. Yeah, I mean, I don't see nothing wrong with that. Hey, we all have our thing, and I'm going to throw it up on Facebook. <laughs> so, uh... We ought to have a vomit contest. Oh. Yeah. Matt will win the loudest. I vomit really loud. Do you? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I can't even remember the last time I puked. Well, I can't either, because usually when I'm puking, I'm... It's usually yeah. alcohol involved, so I don't usually... I think it's yawn. been a year since I puked. Yeah? So I remember when I puked. I can't remember. <laughs> I cannot remember when Cool. That was... So that is our new story for the week. The oldest ball python at St. Louis lays fertilized eggs after not being with a male for 15 years. Riddle me that. Okay, so let's move along to the reptile myth slash debate. And today is a debate. There's um, lots of good debates out there. The debate is paper towels slash newspaper versus a real more natural substrate. Why is this funny? Why is this funny? Just the way he said, a real, more natural substrate. I didn't, I didn't. Like, well, she said real substrate. I said real I substrate. I know, I saw But paper thing. towel is real. It's yeah. not like it's Well, I mean, like, a, like, a, like he said, natural. 
natural, yeah. So who wants to start with this? Anyone? Anyone? I think it just Anyone? really depends on the setup, honestly. Like if you're yeah. a big breeder and you're doing rack systems and stuff, um, I know some use, um, you know, cypress mulch, but a lot of them just use just like paper towel or... It's or, the cost uh, factor. Yes. Keeps yes, it down. Exactly. Like we use newspaper for all our, you know, in our animal plastics and our uh, bow files. Mm-hmm. Any and of our rack, rack systems. systems. The only negative thing about newspaper and paper towels, I think they would say, is that um, you got not re- absorbent. Yeah, not absorbent. Just, you got to replace it like after each, each little yes. mess. Each little mess yes. they make, you got re- you got to replace it like every day, basically. Yeah, versus substrate um, is scoopable for yep, one. You can spot mm-hmm. clean. Um, it looks significantly nicer. I mean, yes. Like, so when we get people at reptile shows um, that want to set up an animal, I don't know what it is about reptile shows, but a lot of people there they want to do this shit like for free yeah like as cheap as possible right. you know and um and yeah we'll have people that are buying a pet to put in their home and they want to put newspaper you know as the bedding and so here's kind of the way i look at it you know if you're going to set up a display piece in your living room do you want it on newspaper or do you want it on a freaking eight dollar bag of bedding yeah eight dollars people i would and, want to go as natural looking yeah as absolutely it, it looks, looks beautiful nice yeah i yeah. mean so okay so let's let's rephrase this all right so you want to have a fish tank well let's keep the cost down why don't we buy a five gallon home depot bucket and an airstone and yeah. we'll stick that in the middle of our living room and when people come <laughs> in and be like yeah look at our fish tank it's a bucket and an airstone yeah. you know we're just keeping the cost down it's literally the exact same thing if you want to see the fish, I'll scoop them out for you, and you can yeah. look at them. In the or fl- shine a flashlight <laughs> in the top of the bucket, and you can yeah. see it. You know, so the the paper towel newspaper is wildly functional, of course. Yes. But like Heather said, it's dirty. Um, but you have to ask yourself what kind of display you want in your home. If you want some cheap shit Rubbermaid tote with a piece of newspaper and a snake in it as your display piece, by all means do it. It's not unhealthy for the snake, and honestly, the snake doesn't care either way. Um, I know there's one species that people really like to use paper towels with is leopard geckos because they're afraid to use, like, desert substrate. Yeah, and that's a whole other debate on its own. Oh, yeah. Yeah, dear God. Oh, God. That's a very heated debate. We could could do that one I'll tell you what, we could probably talk about that in a minute. Let's talk about that next Uh, week. Let's talk about it. Save that for next week because then... So oh, desert substrates. We can you make talk a note to of that. you about all the times that we get yelled at on YouTube for using walnut shell bedding. Well, that's because oh. YouTube is where all the experts are. Uh-huh. Exactly. You know? Yep. Yeah. I had to get into that. I got into it with a lady at a reptile show, ironically, just recently. She comes up to me and she said, what's the best type of bedding for a ball python? And I told her that personally, my personal preference and the store's personal preference is Aspen. Mm-hmm. She immediately tells me that she read on Facebook. Facebook is the source of all factual information, by the way. She read on Facebook that uh, you should never use Aspen. It's bad for their respiratory. She's obviously thinking of pine or cedar. Right. And I replied, you know, hey, that's not the case. You're obviously thinking of pine or cedar. You asked what I recommend. This is it. She continued to argue with me, argue with me about how her friend, um, you know, has all these snakes and told her the same thing. So my response was, what does your friend do for a living? So my friend's a CPA. I said, oh, cool. You know what I do for a living? I fucking sell reptiles, bitch. <laughs> yeah. Jesus Christ. Like, I'm not going to walk into the CPA office and argue with them about how to do their job. Don't argue with me about how to do mine. God damn. So, so I'm feeling a little aggressive today. It's just, it's building up, you know, doing all these shows back to back of just uh, the, the pure idiocy out there yeah. sometimes. So uh, After this well, Saturday, you'll have a nice break. Yeah. Well, any RBC was nice. We didn't really have a lot of fools out there. This... The one that I'm speaking of actually took place down in Springfield, Missouri. You know, I have noticed, like, the people that do go to NARBC, they, they seem like they have done their homework somewhat yeah. instead of just going in there blindly and, like, oh, I read on I'm going to buy this. I read on a you know, forum. They buy yeah. an animal, and then they go around looking for the setup, and it's like, then they find out that this is one of the more difficult animals and most expensive animals, like a baby turtle. We had a kid. It's like, holy oh, shit. baby you know? turtles. Oh. Yeah, good good luck with that. Uh, yeah, it's like I see I see them walking around with their little baby sulcatas at the show. I'm like, you have no idea what you've just gotten yourself into. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah the sulcatas are, are terrible because we uh, never get them set up properly. Everybody's just like, well, just for now, we're going to just put it in this little plastic faunarium. It's like, well, you uh, need a 110-degree hot spot and, and a temperature gradient plastic. down to yeah. room temperature. So... But um, so the other thing with the real substrate versus the um, paper towels or newspaper, if you're going to feed in the cage, paper towel and newspaper would definitely be the way to go. Right. Um, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm referring snake. to a snake. A snake. You're yeah. not a lizard. Yeah. Yeah. If you're going to feed a snake in the cage, um, you know, with actual bedding, you run the risk of them ingesting some of it, and that's problematic yes. too. So, in that case, if you insist on feeding in the cage, I would highly recommend using a carpet liner, cage liner, paper towel, newspaper, something like yep. that. You don't so. have the to worry about. 
But at the end of the day, this is just personal preference. I don't think there is a right yeah. or a wrong way. Um, and anybody that is like so dead set on it being right or wrong, um, those are the type of people you need to avoid anyway, because those are self-proclaimed experts. Yep. And there are no experts in our industry. Mm-hmm. If you're a self-proclaimed expert, been, you've decided that you've stopped learning. And yeah, I've been impossible. doing. I've been in this hobby for like a long, long time, and I'm still. You learn new crap every day, learning. man. Yeah, yeah, I do. I, I learn new stuff, you know, and I've kept like pretty much everything. I do too. And, uh, but it's just like. It's always something new, man. Yeah, like I'm thinking about getting a few other things. Maybe I'm thinking about even doing a ball python project. He went, oh, geez, after we after we yeah. saw the sugar ball pythons, yeah. he went. He's like, I need some of those. Again. So sugar, I remember sugar ball pythons and clown ball pythons are my some of my favorites. I can't stand the names that come up for these animals. I don't understand. It's a ball python. Yeah, I don't. Understand we we saw a ball python up. whose morph name was Skittles. Yeah, that was the 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 uh, the one that was so pricey. They it was not for sale, and yeah, they had the extremely the fabricated price. Oh, the other one was the GHI. Gotta have it. Huh. I always wonder what <laughs> makes like where where's what. Who what, makes these names? Yeah, it's like, know. what does that describe? I didn't know that's name? what that stood for. Is that really what that yes. stands yeah, for? Yeah, I yes. thought it was ghee because there was a guy no, years ago no. that he like had... Like the butter? Um, ghee is G-H-E-E. Well, he was... I guy. think he spelled his name G-H-I. G-H-I. I could be wrong, but... um G-H-I. He had, like, some of the higher dollar uh, boas and stuff like that, but... And his last name was Ghee, but I thought he spelled his name G-H-I, but I could be wrong because hmm. it's been a while, but... um. You know, and and he produced some of the first ball python morphs and stuff like that. And I guess if you're the first one to produce, you know, whatever combo or whatever, or if you hatch something out from a wild female or whatever, then I guess yeah, you get you get to name it. But it's just like I don't. Some of the names that are out there is just like why? I mean, I was talking to someone just recently, and they were asking about selling us ball python morphs and asked what we would pay. And my response was, they're worthless. And he kind of looked at me, and I was like, look. A ball python morph is still just a ball python. There's right. no actual... The value is completely fabricated. There's, They're not it's, worth anything. It's they're, a snake. They're what people will pay for. Exactly. It's worth what you'll pay for it. And right. that could, you can say that about anything. You can say yeah. that about a diamond yeah. or gold, you know, right. any precious metal for that matter. But it's just funny because, um, you know, you see a lot of... Like, I'm going to use ball pythons as an example. You see a lot of these um, very exotic rare morphs come out. They slap some, like, ex- exuberant price tag on it. Like, uh... Didn't we see one for a, was it a million dollars at NERBC a few years ago? They Something put a million on like it. That, yeah, yeah. that's mm-hmm. probably Skittles. Well, but that, well, here's here's where it gets funny. So they famous. do that, and then here's what the general public does: they immediately put this person on a pedestal, and they're like, mm-hmm. "Oh my God, this guy! He produced a million dollar snake. He must be a genius." And it's like, actually, he put two snakes together. They had yeah. sex and had babies. Well, that's like the like, first. <laughs> um, the first. <laughs> he didn't actually do anything. He digested the genetics, but I mean, that's actually and then he not made the up art. A price. Yeah, and then he pretended on his price, and it's, his it's basically not for sale. Well, I yeah. know the, exactly. Um, mm-hmm. The first blue-eyed leucistic ball python, the guy listed it for sale for a hundred thousand. He got eighty for it, so oh, he yeah. got eighty grand for it. Ooh. Nice, and uh, it's worth what people will pay. Yeah, man. exactly. And that was back when the ball python, you know, like probably mid mid two thousands, yeah, somewhere around there. But that was like the whole thing. Then everybody had to get blue-eyed leucistics, and then there was black-eyed leucistics, and then the just price like, falls because everybody yeah, starts flooding exactly. the market. Exactly. Now I don't even. I mean, we've had leucistics in here before, mm-hmm. and I can't remember what we. Yeah, sold we'll them sell for. morphs, and we we just sell them based on market price. But right. the market price is so volatile. Yeah. I mean, it's yeah. like playing penny stocks. It really is. Yep. I mean, it's what people are paying for it today. They won't pay for it tomorrow. And, you know, the lower-end stuff definitely holds. Your normals hold, your pastels, your spiders, your albinos. All that stuff holds, Mojaves. But when you get into the, the you have, you f- have more the, exotic morphs. When you get down to the lower prices, more people are apt to pay for them. Mm-hmm. But it's just like like the higher dollar stuff. It's just like, okay, well, other ball python breeders are buying those. You know, yeah. and I can't see people, I don't know, maybe I'm wrong, but maybe I can't see them making a whole lot of money from other ball python breeders wanting this genetic it's line it's basically into just their, a trade yeah they're just trading yeah. amongst themselves exactly but um but no i mean there's some phenomenal ones oh absolutely out there. yeah i won't disagree on that i just the the price the price structure is entertaining to me yeah and so that ladies and gentlemen is your difference between paper towels and natural substrate <laughs> you guys have anything else on that nope nope nothing nothing at all before we move on to Matt's favorite section of this of the show. To Matt's, it's not your favorite. 
I like the conspiracy. No, you just section. said my favorite part of the show was. The is that your favorite news. part? What is your favorite part, Heather? The reptile news. I don't know. I think she likes the games. No. Yeah. No. I don't know. I don't she know what. I don't. I can't pick a favorite part. The whole thing I'm is so awesome. I'm kind of the same awesome. way. I'm kind of. Like, it's all cool. I just like talking conspiracies. It's entertaining to me. We don't always yes. have the most entertaining conspiracies, but sometimes they are. Oh, we so. talk about the desert stuff next week. I'm sure that'll. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, cats and dogs, hide your children, hide your wife. <laughs> hmm. You know why, Heather? Why? <laughs> because we are now entering my favorite segment of the show. Ladies and gentlemen, I want to welcome you to Conspiracies, Theories, and Mysteries. Wait for it. When's it going to happen? I don't know. <laughs> I was watching Heather's facial expression waiting. Don't hit yourself. Yeah. Don't hit yourself, I was trying dude. To, I was trying to blow your eardrums out. Did it work? Nope. Want me to try it again? No. I can go louder. No. I can go way louder. Stop. <laughs> no? That didn't work? You squinted your eyes. All right, what do we have? It says... Direct energy weapons. Yes. Go. Yes. Yes. Ooh, Bill, Bill, we know what Bill's favorite. <laughs> Bill's part getting excited. Not really a favorite. It's just one that I, I had seen a video on it yesterday, and I remember seeing a lot of them uh, videos. I guess around 2017 ish, and uh, I'm surprised I never really thought about this one before. But the video I seen last night kind of was like, oh, I remember this. What is a direct energy weapon? Is basically is it like this fart is gun? It like the, no. Is it like the Death Star in Star Wars? I would say kind of, sort of. Because hey, did you know that the Amazon Echo will fart? No, uh, uh, randomly. Here, here, time out real quick. Okay. Well, no, not time out on the recording. Time out on what you're doing. No, we, yeah. I want to record this. <laughs> Matt's like, what? no, this is great. Alexa, fart for me. <laughs> oh, but she has she has a name for all of them. Or say random. Random. That was a funky one. <laughs> she said that for a long and crispy fart. Ooh. Or say random. Long, long and crispy fart. I gotta hear that. Here comes a long and crispy fart. <laughs> they can't hear that on the mics. Yeah. In the background, oh, we're, getting Alexa, we're, <laughs> we're getting Alexa. We're getting Alexa to fart. Oh, that's great. So, guys, if you have an echo. Alexa, stop. No. Alexa, stop. She won't stop. Okay. So, uh, ask your Echo to fart for you. And, uh, yeah, she's going to keep talking. All right. So, tell us about direct energy weapons, Bill. I have totally lost my concentration. I asked you, it was like the Death Star. Alexa, stop. She did. No, she's still listening. There we go. Um, I guess it kind of would be like a Death Star, but apparently. I don't really know. If is they, it like what they, they use for like anti-riot, where they use like the sound waves? No, it's no. Not. So basically, it's it says like, that it's a ranged weapon that inflicts damage on a target by emitting highly focused energy. Yes. Into something is basically I know these, is this what real? it is. Yes. 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 It's like it's, it's like real. burning ants with a magnifying. Glass. Exactly. It's that's, there. We go. And I'm not really sure. Like the vi- one video I've seen, it had where it came. It was directed up, I guess, to a satellite, and then it came down. And they're saying, like, these fires in California, um, a lot of them are started like that. But, um, or it's coming directly from a satellite straight down. Like, some of the uh, videos that Stephanie kind of pulled up, it's like a beam coming down uh, to the ground. Have you ever seen Real Genius? Val Kilmer? I don't think so. Nope. You've never seen it? I added to the list, right? You do need to add it to the list. It's a classic. It's a good one. I've seen that. But they, they develop a laser that is being, they, they're college students. Yeah. Um, a guy named Mitch, great name, Mitch. Um, he's like 15 years old and ends up going to like some university to work on some like laser program. And they develop this like super like intense, highly powered laser that ends up being used as a weapon for the military. Yes. I won't spoil the rest. It's pretty good. But it's similar to, um, yeah, it's basically, and then, because I heard that originally they, Harp the H A A R P, Harp, and uh, apparently people were 
picking that up on like some radars and stuff like that or, or like microwaves or something so from what I, what they said is they they got rid of they said they shut down harp but yeah, they but it's changed to a different yeah they they moved to this directed energy weapon because it's it's i guess more hard to detect but um it's more hard to detect i guess more difficult i like more hard you know, for for the average person to detect it, but like some of the the videos, I mean, it's blatant like these red beams and blue beams coming out of the sky, and it's like where they're hitting is causing fires. Well, why would they be firing it off randomly? So like they that? say Just that. So there's multiple fires. different conspiracies. Just on. to start fires. No, there's multiple conspiracies <laughs> as to why yeah. they are. So someone's bored. Like, let's start a fire. Yeah. Well, so like in Australia, so when they had that really big one. Yeah. So like the conspiracy on that is they believe. So in Australia, they believe that the... Um, they believe the toilet water goes counterclockwise when you flush yeah, it. So they believe that this, you know, thing, this direct energy weapon, like, hit and was to burn, like, this certain property down. Yep. Because it burned in, like, straight paths. And they said that this stuff burned from, um, what was this? From, like, two of their bigger uh, cities, um, Brisbane and Melbourne. So basically yeah. it burned from there, and they said that... The government has been pushing for a, um, like a high speed rail like train, right. like a to so they basically transport them because they want to keep their people shopping in the bigger cities where the government can control them, right. and they want the people to be living in the cities, and um, not suburbs, and not or in the, rural, yeah, whatever. not rural, rural. But I've I've heard that too, where they basically you know if they're if. They're wanting to acquire this property, and these people are not wanting to sell it at no matter what price. They'll just go in there, destroy it, and then we'll say, "Oh, well, we'll give you this. I guess you should have took this, you know, our, you know, our first offer." Because mm-hmm. there's like, like the fires in California. It was that real. It was one of the largest fires in California. I think it was in Paradise or something. Huh, um, not anymore. Yeah. But it was weird. It's like these houses in these subdivisions were all burnt, but like there'll be a tree in the yard. Not burnt trees around them. Not burnt grass. Not burnt. So it's just like I don't mm. understand it's just how like that. Spots. Yeah, yeah. It's just like that burn. It just it's just like very very suspicious, you know. Because most of the fires, you know, it just starts like with a campfire or somebody doing a gender reveal. Um, Didn't that happen just recently? Yeah, yeah. That's the why gender I said reveal that. one was the cause of the they had to evacuate right now, and that was in the Sierras. Yeah. Uh, so what um, happened there? Because I, I, I don't know. Apparently, they like burn something to reveal the gender, and then end yeah, up burning it's either, down. It's the ones exactly. that yeah, because it releases uh, the different colored smoke. smoke like that if it's tells a boy, it's, blue, oh, so it's like it's a, a smoke girl. bomb that they just lit. I Basically, guess. yeah, but it's so dry and like there's yeah, a drought they, out there that any it's windy. little they bit tell of ignition. People no campfires or nothing, you know, because California has those. But then seasons. you've got your fool that's like, oh well, it's just a gender reveal. Well, apparently yeah. the the lady that made or invented these like gender reveal things. She was telling people to stop being so stupid with them, you know. Yeah, it's like you people are not using common sense, but which I don't know. That's the problem with people. I think that's about our whole episode. Yeah, today's the common sense episode. (laughs) Yeah, common sense um, with tie dyed iguana. Yeah, but yeah, the the video channel that I watch, he does mainly like earthquake stuff, but it's Dutch sense, and basically he's he is out of St. Louis. He lives in St. Louis somewhere, Um, but he's the one that I watched the video that you know reminded me of this and and he was kind of showing um his video like i forgot what site he was getting this off of one of the geological you know government sites or whatever but um it was this beam was went from a place in oregon down to these fires in california and he said you could see it through the clouds which i guess the what he was watching on that on that original site was better you could see it better but um, but no, it's just like I mean, it's like obvious, and uh, and I've heard like the California fires. I heard that um, you know, Trump is defunding California because of this or that. Well, Trump's starting to defund a lot of the country, right? Yeah, now. and apparently they're starting these fires, mm-hmm. so, the, so though. the government will give them uh, you know, disaster aid for these fires, in which the disaster aid's not going to go to the people or. The property that's nope. damaged, it's going to go into other politicians' pockets. Yeah. So, and he kind of knows that. So, I don't know. It's just, I mean, it's a horrible thing for something that is developed just to basically cause chaos and death and the death ray. 
death ray. There is a death ray. Yeah, tell me about yeah. this death ray. We, we just did. Oh, Direct oh that is weapon. the death ray? Yes. Yeah, the one... Well, I'm sure you can <laughs> cook somebody in a car or something. And Remember the scene on Terminator 2 where the nuke goes off and she's in the car? Mm-hmm. And yeah, like, and then ah! you see, like... Isn't yeah. it, don't you see people against, a, like, a the chain, chain yeah. fence? Oh, God. Dude, that it's was been way a while since time. I've seen that, but I vaguely it's a good didn't. Scene. They, wasn't it like a like a picture, like a negative picture? Oh, I don't remember that. I just I I, just, I don't remember being a negative. It was a well, it looked like a, the negative of picture where they just kind of show their skeletons and they were the imprint was left on like a wall or something. We'll have to Google it after this. Okay, yeah. that might be a different movie that it's I was been a while. thinking of. Man, there's a movie I haven't seen in a while. Like my sister and I were really big into Terminator too. First to one, eh. second one. Mm-hmm. I love the second we used one. Used to watch all the time too. When I was when a kid, I cried it. at the end of Terminator Two. Yeah. Yeah. Spoiler alert: <laughs> If you haven't seen Terminator Two from 30 years ago, yeah, but I dies. didn't say why I cried. I just did. He dies. Oh, okay. He goes into the molten metal at the like that steel plant or whatever. Yeah. That molten metal plant. <laughs> Lava. Yes. Yeah, that was a good movie. Um, so what do you guys think? Do you think that these fires were started? Okay, well, obvi- I think, I think could, some of them were. But I mean, do I you don't think, think they were started by something like this, or do you think it was just some idiot out there that flicks a cigarette butt? People that are idiots. I would say most of them are probably people that are disregarding, you know, what could happen. Yeah. And I think some of them are possibly, you know, the direct one depends. But, um, but I think it could be both. But I think it's more people being stupid, honestly. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. Well, I definitely believe this weapon exists. Absolutely. Knowing our government. Well, you were just talking about the one that Sonic, where it basically yeah. for crowd dispersal, where it's like basically makes you incoherent. Nauseous, I think, or something. Yeah, right. nauseous. You vomit. You can't. You lose your uh, sense of balance and everything. And you know, I have a megaphone and it's really loud and it'll hurt your ears. It also mm-hmm. has a uh, big flashlight on it. Kind of like really water bright. cannons. Have you yeah. ever seen any of those people that get blasted with the no. water cannons? I had a big super <laughs> it blows soaker them back down in the, the street. <laughs> so we used to, um, when I was in high school, I was uh, I was in band, and I was on the drum line. And the drum line guys, we were, we were troublemakers. We were hoodlums. And uh, I remember, I won't name any names, but um, one of the guys, good friend of mine, um, he had a van, and we would ride around in his van, and we would have, like, big water guns and super soakers, and we would just pull up to people and throw the door open and just hose them down, yeah, exactly. slam the door shut and keep going. Yeah. It was so funny. The said individual of... is in a very highly yeah. respected position now yeah. with local government. It's kind of funny. Uh-huh. But so am I. Have so. you ever heard of the <laughs> brown <laughs> note? The brown note? Yeah, it's mostly it's a note, a musical, I guess a, it's a note that will make you crap yourself. Huh. Can we look it up and play I it I guess you could. I don't know. Well, I don't, my computer doesn't works. work, so don't look at mine. Yeah, I don't want all I, four uh, of us to brown note our pants yeah. in the office. But uh, <laughs> they had a South Park ep- episode. Oh, that must be fact then. <laughs> Jeez, but I've heard no. it before that. The South Park episode. It was on South Park, guys. Oh, no, it Jeez, was hilarious. Never, like, no, they ended up. really going down. Yeah, they made the whole world hear this brown note, and it was like the, the whole world crapped their pants. You know, and it was like this devastation stuff like there i heard like, if everybody on earth sneezed it would blow the atmosphere off the earth <laughs> oh, maybe like if we all sneezed at the same time hmm. i wonder if everyone in the world jumped at the same time if we could crack the the mantle send the earth out of orbit that'd be interesting <laughs> that'd be one way to go remember that um i think we talked about it, that twilight zone yeah. episode yeah yeah we're like they kept getting closer to the sun or something like that yeah. and yeah everyone burned up all right so um I guess that wraps up direct energy weapons. I don't really, I don't think we really have much more to say about that, except that uh, there's fires. They might have been started by a hillbilly with a cigarette. They might have been started by some punk kid with a magnifying glass and ants. Or a couple celebrating the birth of their child. With, or the government. Yeah, or the government. Or the government with their, their direct out. energy weapon. That sounds much <laughs> more realistic. They call People it People are having too much fun. Do. D-E-W. Yeah, D-E-W. Do. That's what it's called. That's what it's referred do, to direct energy rep. See, it's in red even. That's Mountain the conspiracy. Dew. That's why the re- that's why it's in red. Hmm. It's because it's an energy weapon. Interesting. That's on his soda. He brought out his Mountain Dew. All right. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, now is the time to move on to Heather's other favorite segment of the show. Hmm. The Game. The game of the week. The game. Have you ever seen that movie, Michael Douglas? The game. Yes, I, I never did. Finally, you've never seen it. I think the game. I did. Bits and pieces. But I so, know the general. 
thing. Yeah. yeah, it's uh, his brother buys him a game, and it's like a real life game, and they end up like, and Michael Douglas is like this very wealthy, like multimillionaire. He doesn't um, realize it's a game. Well, yeah, that was Jumanji? kind of the whole point. Um, Where they sucked him into no. the game. That was right. No, weird. it's like a... they manipulate his life. And they make him... Ba- it's weird. His entire life crumbles around him, but it's like a big game. Oh. Until he finally jumps off a building and kills himself. And I kind of vaguely remember Lives. That. Yeah. To find out it was a game. Spoiler, if you haven't seen the game <laughs> from 30 years ago, I just spoiled yeah. it. You know, my kid never saw Ferris Bueller's Day Off. I found that out huh. yesterday. Oh, I've seen that. I almost yeah. slapped him, and then we watched Ferris Bueller's Day Off. I was like, Landon? Time to get educated. Yeah. All right, Heather, what do you got? All right, so it was Labor Day this week, so we got a Labor Day quiz. But it's like not to, Labor Day anymore. I like to do I like to do quizzes about weekly holidays. Okay. So theme. Man. Let's see how much theme you of know. the week. I don't know anything. All right. Labor Day. Where was the first Labor Day celebration held? Chicago, Boston, Philadelphia, or New mm. York City? I'm going Boston. I'll go Chicago. I'm gonna go. Sounds like a Boston thing. Philadelphia. No, none of you are right. It was New York City. Ah, oh. oh. that was yeah. what I said. Yeah, I said New York City. All right. Let's see. Let's see if you know <laughs> Don't what. Hit the... your face on the mic, Stephanie. <laughs> All right. So Labor Day, the first Monday in September, was created to. Ooh, I know this. Give American workers and their families one last three-day weekend before the summer ended. Uh, give American workers an extended weekend to take advantage of end of summer sales okay, as school school goes back into session or three to pay American workers tribute uh, to the contributions made to the strength, prosperity, prosperity and well-being of the United States. That one. I'm going with number three as <laughs> well. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, yeah. So late, Labor Day, I think I think we need to talk about this for a minute because this drives oh, me yeah. crazy. Get, Labor Day has yeah. nothing to do with our military. Our, yeah, it has nothing like, to do with veterans, the yeah. military, nothing like that. And uh, the amount of people that like don't wrap their head around that—that's Memorial Day. Labor yes. Day is literally a—it's a union holiday, and uh, yeah. it was—it was created back when the labor force was just being run into the ground. Right. Um, you know where you had kids just working and. Yep. You know, there there were there was no time off, and so that's no, where Labor you, Day came you know, from. like 16 hours a day, yep. you know. Seven days a week. Yeah. And so that's where Labor Day came from. So put your American flags away, guys. That's not what Labor <laughs> Day has to do with. No. All right. Which date was the first Labor Day? September 1st, 1882, Ooh. September 5th, 1882, September 3rd, 1882, or September 4th, 1886? Alexa, when was the first Labor Day? Hey. Hey. <laughs> That's the same thing you just said. You guys use the same website. Oregon was the first state of the United States. 1887. It became an official federal holiday in 1894. It was the Monday of the long weekend known as Labor Day weekend. That's when it officially became. Yeah, but which. Alexa, stop. Yeah. Heather, I go with A. I'm going to go with your last one. I didn't even remember. I'll say B. Bill got right. It was B. September 5th, 1882. That was the very first Labor Day. Ten years before it became a holiday. Nice. All right. Next Labor Day quiz question. What a guess. Okay, now no asking Alexa. Where did Labor Day originate? Canada? Ohio? And I have no idea why they put this on the multiple choice list. J.C. Penney. California. I'm going with J.C. Penney. California. (laughs) Probably Ohio. No, California. I'm going to go with that. I would say the first one. Bill's right again. It's Canada. <laughs> really? It in Canada, yeah. So, really, guys, put your American flags away. This isn't even an American <laughs> holiday. Get out that flag yeah. with a leaf on it. <laughs> yeah. I didn't. Weird. So, really, it's so not. It's is that Canadian. fact? Did you fact check that? I can fact check Did you check find it in three now. places? I, did, I didn't fact check. I took this quiz okay. on the internet, so I took huh. it from. Well, if that's true, that completely changes things. Yes. Uh-oh. All right. Do you have any more? Uh, yeah, if you give want us one, to. Give us one more, and let's one wrap more? this baby okay. up. Let's swaddle it. Eric's going to be learning how to oh, swaddle. Oh, here, here's an interesting one. I was a swaddle master back Let's in the see, day. Let's yeah, see. Yeah. I'd swaddle the baby so tight okay, they quit true, breathing. True, true or false? False. All businesses are required to give employees a paid Labor Day holiday. False. false. It's definitely false. Matt's like, I hope it's false. Yeah, it's false. <laughs> we wish it was true. When I worked at the factory, yeah. we had a bunch of paid holidays. Yeah. And that was one of them. Well, guys, you're working at Tide-Eyed Iguana. Yeah. Our bankroll ain't that big. Were you union? I don't yes. have anything else to do yep. on Labor I was Day. Steelworkers so. Union. <clears throat> yeah. 9014. 
9014. And our union hall was where you guys have the, the reptile shows in Bridgeton. Huh. huh. Yep. Very nice. That was our union hall. All right. Well, ladies and gentlemen, thank you for joining us on another fantastic episode of TDI Live. Um, if you want to listen to the podcast, you can find us on Podbean, Google Play, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube, and Stitcher. You can also go to our website, www.thetdi.com. Click on social. Click on podcast. Um, otherwise, you can always watch it live on Facebook. We record every Wednesday, and then the podcast gets released every Thursday. But it is always recorded live on Facebook Live on Wednesdays. Now, can you go back, like, say, and watch our, like, third or fourth, or when oh, you yeah. started? Well, we didn't start going live right. until... Right, well, when you, when you did. Yeah. Okay. I don't know when we started going live. Probably 20-something episodes ago. Okay. okay. So about halfway through. I was just curious of that. But, uh, yeah. So do you guys have anything to um, pass on to our audience before we wrap this up for the week? I think that's it. All right. Well, thank you all for joining us. We look forward to seeing you next week. I'm Matt. And I am Bill. I'm Heather. And I'm Stephanie. And you just listened to Tide Out Iguana's official podcast, TDI Live. <laughs>